Welcome back to Investment Matters, the Newton Investment Podcast, where we're joined by various members from our investment team. I'm Matt Goodburn from the Investment Communications team. I'm delighted to be joined today by Brian Blongestina, who's a global thematic analyst, and also by Rob Zuthan, who is the secular pod leader and a portfolio manager, both of whom are based in Boston. Uh, welcome to both of you. Hey, Matt. Great Thank to see you. you. Good to see you both too. So today we're taking a close look at our themes and the work we do to evolve our thematic output. And then we will come on to a subject which obviously is taking up a lot of our thought at the moment, which is artificial intelligence, which has a lot of thematic aspects of its own. But I'm going to start by taking a step back and coming to you first, Brian. Obviously, you've been working on the development of themes for some time now over the last few months. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of the highlights of some of the most recent development in the micro thematic framework? Newton. Yeah, absolutely. So it's great to be back. We chatted about six months ago and we've had we developments. Yeah, we did. It was a great conversation. We've had a lot of developments within the thematic framework since then, which we're excited to discuss and, and share with you today. So the first is on the product side. We've launched three products, uh, two here in the US and, and one in Japan based on our micro and our macro themes, which have had a lot of interest, which we're very excited about. Um, you know, the key here at Newton is we're not launching or identifying themes to launch products. We're identifying themes because it's part of our multidimensional research. It's a key input into everything we do. But as an outcrop of that, we are able to generate investable universes and can create products. So that's something that we're really proud of and something we're really excited about, you know, one in Japan and two here in the U.S. So that's been the first really positive development. But just as importantly is just the evolution of our theme. So uh, we are on a daily basis really trying to identify new and emerging themes across the team, really leaning on, again, the multidimensional research of the fundamental analysts, but also the research associates, the investigative team, the fixed income team, private markets, including everyone within that idea generation. So one thing we've identified and we are adding to our platform is climate adaptation. So this really started last year with our one of our thematic offsites, which we have on a kind of bi-weekly basis. And we have experts come in and speak to us about areas that we think are kind of the next theme, the long duration, secular changes within industries and, and across the globe. And we talk a lot about net zero and climate mitigation, and that's a huge part of our thematic framework. But also there is significant damage that's being done to the globe at this time. It doesn't matter what you think about climate change. You know, we know that the amount of billion dollar events that are occurring on a daily, weekly, monthly basis across the globe are increasing in size and scale and frequency. Uh, And I know that some of my colleagues, uh, you know, have have vacation spots in Vermont and there's significant flooding going on there and wildfire smoke coming down to the U.S. And so we brought in an MIT specialist, an MIT professor last year to talk to us about climate adaptation and what needs to be done to identify the areas of investment in order to help protect from flooding, from wildfires, help to improve the air quality within buildings, et cetera. So we're going to be adding this to our platform which is very exciting. Uh, We are also going to retire a a few of our micro themes. So on a quarterly basis, we have committees, micro thematic committee and a combined micro and macro thematic committees that meet to talk about themes that may have run their course, you know, themes that might not be the secular drivers that they once were. And, you know, Rob's very uh, vital to the inputs that go into this. And uh, so for us, Silicon Everywhere was a theme we had on our platform for a long time and realized that it's not the driver it 
once was. So we'll be retiring that theme. We'll be retiring electrification uh, as well, uh, just looking at the quantitative aspects of it, looking at the stocks which are exposed and driven by electrification. We realize this is really captured within our decarbonization theme. So it's really just about optimizing our thematic framework, ensuring we have the right themes, and just always evolving the themes which we use to then help to populate portfolios and identify investment opportunities. I could, as you know, talk on and on about our thematic <laughs> framework, but you know, today we're excited to, to have Rob here just to really give us a deeper dive in, into artificial intelligence and big data and the impacts it's having on the investment landscape uh, and just the world more broadly. And so recently we hosted an offsite. And so we had members of our multidimensional research team speak and present on all aspects of artificial intelligence. Thanks, Brian. And I know that those offsite meetings are, are very important to the portfolio managers and the analysts within the investment process. I will be asking Rob this question shortly as well. But if I can just quickly ask you before we move on, how do you then put AI within that thematic framework when you're thinking about the investment process at Newton? So obviously, everyone in the investment community is talking about AI, as they should be, as the speed of innovation increases and the adoption rates of innovation increase. ChatGPT was one of the fastest you know, adoption rates of any innovation that's happened. So we at Newton you know, pride ourselves on, A, including thematic investing into our mosaic, into our multidimensional research. So this is a theme we've been discussing for years. But even more importantly is that we are a silo-free, fully integrated, research-driven investment firm. So we can get the insights from across our team to better understand the impacts of artificial intelligence across all of our portfolios, whether that's the quantitative team helping to guide our investors to focus where they can add the most value, the investigative team looking at differentiated viewpoints, our private markets team giving us insights into these innovations at an earlier stage, or the responsible investment team, which Rob will discuss, just talking about the material ESG risks and opportunities. We just think that that uh, integrated view uh, holistically from all of our investors and the ability for Rob and his secular pod to be able to talk to all of our teams in a very quick and easy manner because we don't have the silos, because we have an intimate culture of communication. We think that really gives us a, a differentiated uh, opportunity to look at artificial intelligence and ensure that we have the best ideas investing within our portfolios. Okay, well, well, thanks, Brian. I think you set the scene quite nicely there and gone a, a whistle-stop tour of some of those changes. So, well, we are going to focus on the on this uh, exciting theme of AI. There's lots of different aspects to it. I mean, we can't cover them all today, right? Because it's a big subject. But, but Rob, I'm going to bring you in now. I know, for example, that. AI has evolved uh, within our thematic thinking over the last six or seven years. You've been involved with it for some time, I think, around things such as big data. Do you want to give us a sense of like, you know, when this started becoming a, a theme for us and, and how it's evolved over the last six or seven years? Yes. Well, thank you. First, I'd, I'd like you to know that we've had great perspective on this theme for a few different reasons. Some of it is due to the strength and the history of our team and our work on thematic investing. But it's also because of our collaboration across the firm and sharing insights with uh, the various different uh, parts of the global research platform. Artificial intelligence is becoming uh, a very strong trend today, and that's not a real surprise to us because of our thematic history. Artificial intelligence is really built upon many of the technologies and the foundational themes that have preceded it. 
And as you mentioned, big data is one key element, but cloud computing is another. So when we think about the, the trend of those two themes, they're actually interrelated. And that interrelation is helping explain why artificial intelligence is taking off today and why it should be robust for the next several years. Sure. I mean, and I suppose, you know, well, let's bring it to today. And obviously, you, the things that you and Brian have mentioned, you've also been very active in this very recently with the client event and, and these offsites. So should we focus on sort of two or three that are currently taking up a lot of your time? I know when we've spoken before, you've mentioned about the data problems that companies have and the need to sort of upgrade their or update their technology stacks. Do you want to talk us specifically about that one and how that gives us opportunities as investors? Yeah, so certainly one of the big takeaways for us from the offsite presentation was the realization that most companies have a data problem. And much of this is explained by the history of big data, where companies have been awash in data. You know, over the last 15 years, we've seen smartphone penetration grow rapidly across the world, and we've seen the advent of social media help drive viral adoption of different types of shifts in consumer behavior. Those trends have really helped drive sustained high growth in the amount of data that companies process and collect. But the problem up until now has been that companies have not been able to take that data and turn it into actionable insights or information. But thanks to cloud computing, which has also been very strong for the last few years as a theme, companies are now able to store and process their data in third-party data centers at large internet companies that help lower the cost and increase the access to that information to make their businesses more agile. I mentioned these two themes because with the growth of this data and with the data now being accessible, companies are now starting to apply artificial intelligence in the form of models to analyze that data to really deliver measurable results, better outcomes for customers, better products, more effective services that can really change the market and the economy and for the society dramatically over the next decade. Yeah, no, that sounds like a pretty a profound change on the way there. Are there any other areas, Rob, that you want to pick up? I'm going to talk to you shortly probably about some of the, um, perhaps the ethical implications and potential risks. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get onto that that area of game, which is obviously quite a, a, a grey area and a very big topic in itself? Yes, there are certainly some ethical implications. But before we get to that, again, going back to the data problem for a moment, artificial intelligence is very much on the mind of investors and consumers these days because of the adoption of ChatGPT, which is from OpenAI, a private company that Microsoft has recently invested in. And so this technology has really captivated our attention, not only because of the performance of the product, meaning that it can provide human-like interactions, uh, but also because of the capital it is starting to attract and the market returns it's starting to generate. As we sit here today, 
the S&P was up roughly 15% in the first half of 2023. And the bulk of those returns were driven by large internet companies and, and other companies that are highly levered to the artificial intelligence theme. And, you know, these types of returns, uh, while significant, uh, may continue over the longer term because of the size and the duration of the artificial intelligence theme. You know, what's powerful about this theme is, is not just the size of, of it, but its duration in terms of how long it will last. And we're thinking it can last well over the next decade. And also the fact that this technology can affect most any company and industry across the economy. And so the implications of investing in this theme and understanding it are really going to be uh, table stakes when it comes to investing for our clients. Yeah, and I, I imagine that, as you say, it's a multi, it's a long duration theme. So I'd expect we'll see other iterations of this evolving again, you know, into new new sub themes as, as we go forward. Should we bring it on then, Rob? I mean, the other area that we, we just touched on, but is an important area of consideration. And it's in the press all the time about uh, the potentially the ethical implications of this this new technology of AI. What sort of risks are we sort of cognizant of when we talk about it? And do we have to think about ESG factors do we bring that into the discussion when we're looking at the potential risks that could be coming along with AI? Yes. Well, we naturally think about these risks on a daily basis, and it's not just because of artificial intelligence. You know, the fact of the matter is Newton has a history and a deep strength of sustainable investing. And so uh, because we integrate ESG into our investment process, we're thinking about uh, ethical implications and risks for every company we invest in from many different dimensions with, with all themes. Now, when it, when it comes to ethical risks, I, I would say that the media is, is really obsessed about, around the existential risks that AI may pose. And to us, at least at this stage, while those risks could be well-founded longer term, we, we think it's highly premature. And uh, this is an area where we expect regulation to play an increasingly active role to provide some guardrails that will uh, protect consumers and society more broadly. And so we do have some confidence that that can mitigate the most drastic risks around AI. But on a nearer term basis and on a higher probability basis, we do see the risk that AI can uh, create some losers not just particular companies or industries, but certainly some populations that we think about. We do think, at least here in the United States, that uh, according to some studies, more than half of U.S. workers will see at least 10% of their role changed by the adoption of artificial intelligence. And so there are some careers that may be at risk from the type of automation that this technology provides. However, if you look back at history and you look at uh, technological revolutions, uh, you'll often see that with the adoption of new technologies, it, it tends to create many more jobs than it destroys. So we tend to view artificial intelligence as, as a net positive for growth, for job creation, and frankly, for the quality of life. 
that's a positive way to look at it. And thanks for that, Rob. I mean, I suppose another angle there is that we know that AI is is very energy intensive. How does that affect power consumption? Obviously, it's going to put quite big demands on the way that power is consumed. Yes, by, by some estimates, artificial intelligence workloads can be anywhere between five to six times as compute intensive as traditional workloads. And what that really means is that the amount of energy that a data center that's delivering answers, for example, using artificial intelligence, is going to be much more power hungry. And depending upon what, where one is in the world, that can have uh, significant implications, both in terms of costs for operating that data center, but also as importantly as on the environment. Let me give you some examples. In Europe, the cost of electricity is much higher than it is here in the United States. And so when one thinks about a data center running AI workloads at much higher levels of power consumption, that has significant cost implications. When one thinks about being in the United States, there are many data centers that are located in the Western United States where water availability is becoming increasingly tight. And uh, water is important for cooling data centers uh, because of the heat that uh, the servers generate. And so access to high quality, reliable water streams is increasingly going to be difficult uh, for data center operators in the United States. And so these are different elements of sustainability that we think about when we invest in AI and we, we, when we look at uh, companies that uh, own and manage data centers, for example. You know, based on our research, only 5% of data centers are using water to cool their, their data centers. But increasingly, liquid cooling is going to be a requirement for keeping data centers operating efficiently as uh, AI workloads increase. For many data centers, AI workloads are a small single digit percent of workloads that are going to more than triple over the next few years. And so, you know, given the growth we see in artificial intelligence, cooling infrastructure for data centers is a major growth area that we're beginning to research and invest in. And uh, it's increasingly going to be important to helping protect the environment. So this is um, an exciting new angle of investing that we've discovered using this thematic approach. And uh, we've also discovered it because we're having uh, conversations across the firm with our collaborative multidimensional approach. Well, thanks for that, Rob. Um, clearly, this is going to be a theme that will continue to evolve, and it's a, it's a hugely important theme within the framework. So uh, I'm just going to stop there for today and thank our guests, Rob Zuthan and Brian Blongestainer, and we'll join up with everyone again soon. Your capital may be at risk. The value of investments and the income from them can fall as well as rise and investors may not get back the original amount invested. Any reference to a specific country or sector should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell investments in those countries or sectors. Please note that holdings and positioning are subject to change without notice. Analysis of themes may vary depending on the type of security, investment rationale and investment strategy. 
Newton will make investment decisions that are not based on themes and may conclude that other attributes of an investment outweigh the thematic structure the security has been assigned to. Where material and relevant information exists, analysis may vary depending on the type of security, investment rationale and investment strategy. Newton does not currently view certain types of investments as presenting ESG risks, opportunities and or issues, and believes it is not practical to evaluate such risks, opportunities and or issues for certain other investments. In addition, Newton will make investment decisions that are not solely based on ESG considerations. Newton may conclude that other attributes of an investment outweigh ESG considerations when making investment decisions. For institutional clients only, Issued by Newton Investment Management North America LLC, Newton Investment Management North America LLC, NIMNA, or the firm, is a registered investment advisor with the US Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, and subsidiary of the Bank of New York Mellon Corporation, BNY Mellon. The firm was established in 2021, comprised of equity and multi-asset teams from an affiliate, Mellon Investments Corporation. The firm is part of the group of affiliated companies that individually or collectively provide investment advisory services under the brand Newton or Newton Investment Management. Newton currently includes NIMNA and Newton Investment Management Limited NIM and Newton Investment Management Japan Limited NIMJ. Any statements of opinion constitute only current opinions of NIMNA, which are subject to change and which NIMNA does not undertake to update. This publication, or any portion thereof, may not be copied or distributed without prior written approval from the firm. Statements are correct as of the date of the material only. This document may not be used for the purpose of an offer or solicitation in any jurisdiction or in any circumstance in which such offer or solicitation is unlawful or not authorised. The information in this publication is for general information only and is not intended to provide specific investment advice or recommendations for any purchase or sale of any specific security. Some information contained herein has been obtained from third-party sources that are believed to be reliable, but the information has not been independently verified by NIMNA. NIMNA makes no representations as to the accuracy or the completeness of such information. No investment strategy or risk management technique can guarantee returns or eliminate risk in any market environment, and past performance is no indication of future performance. The indices referred to herein are used for comparative and informational purposes only, and have been selected because they are generally considered to be representative of certain markets. Comparisons to indices as benchmarks have limitations because indices have volatility and other material characteristics that may differ from the portfolio, investment or hedge to which they are compared. The providers of the indices referred to herein are not affiliated with NIMNA, do not endorse, sponsor, sell or promote the investment strategies or products mentioned herein, and they make no representation regarding the advisability of investing in the products and strategies described herein. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made and are subject to numerous assumptions, risks and uncertainties which change over time. Actual results could differ materially from those anticipated in forward-looking statements. If distributed in the UK, EMEA, Australia, New Zealand, this podcast is issued by NIM and may be deemed a financial promotion. NIM is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority 
FCA, 12 Endeavour Square, London, E20 1JN, in the conduct of investment business. Registered in England, number 01371973. NIM is also registered as an investment advisor with the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, to offer investment advisory services in the United States. If distributed in Canada, this podcast is issued by NIMNA, which is availing itself of the International Advisor Exemption, IAE, in the following Canadian provinces, Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba and Ontario, and the Foreign Commodity Trading Advisor Exemption in Ontario. The IAE is in compliance with the National Instrument 31-103, Registration Requirements, Exemptions and Ongoing Registrant Obligations.